This is Siltax, episode 2. Are you an architect or a creative? Or have you ever wondered what others do differently to constantly get jobs? Are you a small firm owner looking at ways to increase revenue? Or say you're a freelancer looking for strategies to carve a niche for yourself? If your answers to these questions are yes, then I say you are on the right show. My goal on this show is to provide you with the necessary information and resources to grow your business while focusing on doing what you love the most, which is creating. At the same time, building a business that is profitable and sustainable. My name is Egbayon Leonard, and welcome to Save Talks. This episode is titled, The Designer's Guide to Negotiation. In this episode, we'll be taking a critical look at the phases of negotiation and how the designer can harness every stage, the steps to be taken while negotiating, such that the points pays the designer, and how to assess the designer's skills to make sure that what he's charging is worth it. What is negotiation? Simply put, negotiation is as natural to man as breathing. Negotiation is the process to which we get the things we want from people and making them see the reason why we deserve it. You look at negotiation, I say it is natural because we negotiate with ourselves all the time. You're thinking of the clothes to wear in the morning, how to dress, the food to eat. Comparing two items, trying to make sure that you, in your mind, understand the reason why one is better than the other. So, you see that negotiation, even though we don't see it as a major thing, it is a part of our everyday existence. You are negotiating with your peers in school, you are negotiating with your boss, you want the day off. Basically, we are always negotiating with one another. So, when it comes to the business side of our practice, why is it that this skill, sometimes we have to hire a negotiator to now fill in the gap? Because we feel what we have in terms of the skills to properly broker a deal is not sufficient to earn us the points we want. In relating it to architecture and the business side of it, we are going to be looking at three broad outlines that has to do with negotiation and how the creative can harness his skills or better still sharpen his skills and what needs to be done, the steps that needs to be taken for the designer to come out on top. So jumping in, in relating architecture and business, there are three phases of negotiation and these three phases are categorized based on the planning as the initial stage where you have the planning and preparation before the proper negotiation takes off and then we have the proper negotiation itself which is the bargaining and then have closing and implementation. Preparation and planning. Basically, what this stage entails is where the designer or the architect gathers background information. 
here you consider the value of the client where you look at the ethnicity you look at the culture of the client you also consider the projected lifestyle the client's goals you know you assess the benefit of the project to see how to place the client basically and then under this preparation and planning as well we have the second part of it which is you assess your own strength now as a creative there's tendency for us to know where to place our own value because it is the value we place at a service that the client ends up paying so here while assessing your strength you identify what your own goals are because it has to be able to go in line with the service you're providing with the client that way you are going to be delivering top notch service at every time then you look at what are the leverages you have as an architect what is it you have that the client needs what is it you are offering what is the service you're offering what is it, is it are you number one in that particular niche then you now look at it how is it likely that the client will work with you how highly placed is your brand all of these questions will help you establish your worth as a service provider now when we have done that it means you have established how you are and then you have kind of placed the client on a certain level to understand where the client is coming from as well then we move to the next phase which is bargaining in bargaining basically this is where all the cards are laid on the table you know all interests are established to know which is most profitable for the project itself and which is most profitable or which is better for the client as well as the service provider in this case the architect so first things first is the architect should learn to listen listening should be a part of the bargaining process from beginning to the end of it the architect should learn to listen and the reason why the architect should learn to listen is you need to listen to understand what the client wants and when you listen well you are able to ask the right questions if you are not sure and because you are listening you can tell what the client stands to gain from the project you can also tell how much the client understands about the project when compared to what you understand about the project in this particular case if what you understand about the project because you are a technical person is much much more than what the client understands it will now be your duty to bring them to your point of understanding that is educating them and in order to successfully serve this client you will need to know what they know and if you know what they know it will help you establish what you can give and then the baseline you can the minimum baseline you can go and in doing this you may also need to know exactly what the conversation is in your head you already know where the conversation should go but you cannot put that forward first you need to understand from the point of the client and you can only achieve this by listening after you have listened you state your position you need to keep in mind that it is not a win-lose situation in order to successfully provide value for your client you need to let them know what you are committed to giving in the project it means that you need to let them know that you are being committed and you are invested to the project's success as much as the client's own it is not a you know 
us versus them battle. Rather, you need to let the client know that you are there to help and they need to see that your primary goal is to help them achieve and harness the projects the best way possible. And oftentimes, if clients trust you and if people trust you generally, there is tendency for, for them to do more, give you more to do, and usually ends in a win-win situation. Most times, the people you are negotiating with are always going to come back to you if things end up well. That is one thing architects need to realize and know. And also, of course, you, you want to let the client know your baseline and the benefits of your service that will be given to the project. You will need to let them know that, establish your baseline. You need to let them know the value, you know, the, the things you are bringing to the table. And at the end of the day, you, you win when your client feels satisfied with your proposal and the project takes up. That is when you actually win. Considering that you know your strengths, as I you know, earlier discussed, you already know your baseline and you understand what client wants. One key advice at this stage, because you understand the project, do not be afraid to charge what you are worth. This is a part where most people always miss it. And it is very important because at the end of the day, because you are afraid, you know your worth, you have established the work involved in, in the project as well, but you are afraid that the client might not see it. And then you, you know, kind of shoot yourself in your foot by charging less. Let me give you an example of, of what I mean. I'll use the case of, of course, Render Like a Pro, which I happen to be a co-founder at. And there was a time we had the project to uh, negotiate for. We put the clients called in and asked us, okay, this, I want to do this, 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 and this. Can you put in a quote and let's see if it is something that I can afford. So we thought of it as at the time we haven't, uh, we were just starting out, but we realized that the client's work was actually a lot of work and it is something that will take us x y amount of effort to achieve also we also realized that we were going to have to buy some components you know subscribe to some services to achieve the work so we had established a baseline that we could not fall below so what we did was we looked at it we assessed the client and we saw that could this client pay this amount and the first thing my partner said was ah what if the person just doesn't call back? But at some point, we had to tell ourselves, if the person doesn't call back, all well and good, we move. So basically, we quoted what we thought. We know the person was going to negotiate. So we put a fee, you know, a certain amount, and we said, okay, if the person comes back, this is our baseline. So we put a certain figure to it. And we called in and sent the invoice to the client. Lo and behold, to our shocking realization, the, the client, actually accepted without pricing. I know that it is a rare case, but that incident opened my eyes to the fact that if we had charged below what we gave as our project fee, the client would have paid it. So basically what it means that at the end of it all, this value you place on your service is what the client will pay if the client sees the worth in it. So this leads us to point number four and it says basically never bargain from a point of desperation. I cannot overemphasize this. When you bargain from a point of desperation, you tend to compromise too much. 
and then you end up with more work and lesser pay. And what this does is in the process of doing the work, there is a little bit of snag on your part. You are a human being. You realize that this work is worth much more than I bargained for. And then you end up grumbling through the process and not enjoying it in creating the value. And there's no how at some point something will give because the pay is not as much as work. So the next one is, which is number five point in bargaining, is to work with specific numbers. If I if I tell a client that my fee is ten thousand three hundred and fifty naira, for example, what it shows, what it projects basically, is that this person has done this before, and somehow he has a method for calculating his fees, meaning that there is some sort of breakdown to how he charges. And by so doing, there's a tendency for them to be careful not to round it up to the nearest number, even though you would, of course, you know where your benchmark is, but at the same time, there is tendency for them to not to, to be too, to be careful because the figures are not exactly rounded. So they don't know why those figures are there, but sometimes they just trust the fact that, okay, this person has been doing this before, and so the person knows the reason, but they might want to cut down the price. But sometimes the fact that you are using exact figures, you know, those decimals, put it there, let them see it. The client oftentimes from experience will be mindful of the figures rather than when you use an approximate rounded number. So, which takes us to the next point, which is number six. You never start your price at the exact amount you intend to take for the job. Like I, the story I gave a while ago, where I explained how we established a benchmark for what would do the project for the client. Then we added what we felt if this client comes back to negotiate. This is a more comfortable setting for us. We can still take this and still be fine. So we added to it because we know that clients might come back and negotiate. And what this does is if you think your services say what 20 naira, you sometimes will want to put it at say 35 naira. As most times people will feel offended when you, you didn't respect them enough to come down in your pricing. People naturally will feel, uh-uh, you are just you are just being proud. You mean you told me it is 20 naira and then you want to stick at 20 naira. But if of course you say 35 naira and then eventually you come down to 20 naira or say 30 naira it's easier for them to feel okay he has tried as well so i can also meet you at a point now except when the client is a returning client and they already have a pricing standard from you for example we have in at render like a pro when we do visualization per project we already have a pricing model that we use so each client that is coming back already knows this it is only when you have a new client that you have to educate them anew and one thing you need to be mindful of is that when you negotiate with your client you are educating them about what you do and as such if eventually your deal is successful with that one client when he or she is bringing referrals to you there is a common you know there's this common thing in our in our field when referrals basically is where your work come from there's a tendency that that education you have passed to that client will also be passed to as many referrals that come from them so 
process, you are always educating. In bargaining, you learn to listen, you state your position, that is the negotiation. Then you consider not being afraid to charge what you are worth. Then you never bargain from a point of desperation. Also, work with specific numbers and then never start your price at the exact amount you wish to collect. So with that, we come to the last, assuming you have done your negotiations properly and you have moved to the last phase of it which is the closing now closing basically most times is at the end of the negotiation and the outcome of negotiations oftentimes cannot be predicted but there are certain scenarios that can play out in any every negotiation and the first one is it is either the client and the architect reach a zone of possible agreement or the negotiations reach a dead end and now when you reach a zone of possible agreement and the parties still find it hard to agree it is best to take a break and listen again takes us back to the beginning of bargaining when you reach that you realize that yes we have a common goal we have a, a common uh, point here we can agree but it's still hard to agree on a specific figure or the modalities of the work it is best to take a break step back and then you listen and see where to compromise if need be then the second thing is that when both parties have a zone of possible agreement what one can do is to employ a third party to help negotiate this happens in big projects not the small ones but in big projects some firms might want to call in a negotiator to help them cross the hurdle back and forth with the consultant as such however when there is a dead lock in the negotiations meaning that both parties cannot agree there is no way forward it is best for the architect to walk away from experience <laughs> i realized that it is sometimes more profitable to walk away from certain clients because they can cause wahala <laughs> i must emphasize this yes there are projects that are not meant for you honestly speaking this is not every project that you go in to negotiate for that you win sometimes you win some sometimes you lose some but the good thing about it is one mindset the architect should always go into these negotiations with is the mindset of okay at the end of this i want to be able to look the other person in the face and still have myself you know self-worth self-preservation so like i said i said from experience that it's sometimes profitable to walk away from certain clients the fact that they want to ever negotiate in the first place might be a warning sign for you that there might be too many more negotiations ahead in the project now when a client tells you let's negotiate it may become an issue because it means every single item on your list eventually may become negotiable your scope of work your timeline even your agreed fees at some point will come back and be negotiated again so for some people they enjoy it and we want to do it at every turn they get now i'll, I'll, I'll say a quick story of how one of our negotiations failed and then we, we we moved on you know we had a client who we had done a project for so it wasn't a new you know a new working client as such so we had 
proven our self-worth. We had proven that we were capable hands to work on the client's project. The client knew that, okay, these guys could do it and do it efficiently. But in starting the phase two of the project, the client simply called us back to the table and said, this exact fee you charged when you were doing this a while back, say a couple of years back, is what I intend to still pay. And we looked at it and said, between then and now, we have, you know, we've grown in terms of experience, in terms of risk and all of that. And in terms of size, we have grown from where we were as a when the client met us to a different kind of practice, sort of way standardizing at the time. And we told the client, uh, we are sorry, this is not going to work. As of that time, we had taken, we had done the design and we were supposed to be supervising the project, which was, of course, the larger bulk of the work. But as at that time, we simply just explained that we couldn't take on that fee because it was too small. And one thing we were aware of was the fact that if you took it, there is a tendency for you to be in that loop, that circle of always, you know, settling. And we needed to tell ourselves we were better than that fee at the time. And I tell you that that experience taught us in different ways that there is not one way to the market square. You are a creative, you are an architect. Projects will come. You will find your circle that are ready to pay what you are worth. Now, most of the successful projects we have today, you know, are still designs and render like a pro, are the ones where the client trusts us enough to pay what we have both agreed and not go back on rigorous process of crushing the fee because from inception, they already know the value and benefits of working with us and what we bring to the table. So a quick recap of what we have talked about. We said, you know, in the first stage of negotiations, <laughs> I have spoken so long <laughs> that <laughs> I have almost lost myself in the process, you know. So we a quick recap, you know, before we end this, this particular episode. If you have further questions, you can leave them at the comment section and then we can take it up and pull strings of the conversation to see where it leads us. So quick recap first phase of um, negotiation we talked about the planning and preparing you know where you gather background information and then you know your clients as well as assessing your strength then we talked about the next one which is where you listen under bargaining where you listen then you state your position you are not afraid to charge what you're worth you will never negotiate from a point of desperation and you try as much as possible to use specific figures. Also, I explained why it is best to bargain from a figure higher than the exact amount you are willing to take and also why you should not be afraid to walk away if the negotiation fails. So guys, there you have it. My tips for negotiating for designers. The best way to come out on top is to evaluate your situation as there are many and different characters and (laughs) different clients, you know. You see how best you can apply these tips or strategies to create a win-win situation for yourself. I know we have 
had different experiences so please kindly leave your comments and share your stories with us let us know how you have developed a strategy that works for you in negotiating drop your comments tell us your stories i cannot overemphasize this it is very key that architects learn from experiences of the others you know your case your client is peculiar and how you've been able to resolve that might be a pointer for someone else coming to help in resolving their own issue. This is Seal Talks. Till the next episode, I am your host, Egbenyon Leonard. And remember that architects are in the business of creating housing solutions for our clients. <laughs>